We are recording this while rebellions are ongoing across the country and the world in response to the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor by police officers, and it is critical that we non-black witches use our privilege to support our black siblings. We have included a link to several resources in the podcast description, including mutual aid and bail funds you can donate to across the United States, information on other forms of direct and indirect action, important black voices to follow, and resources for ongoing education on social justice and anti-racism. Witchcraft is, and always has been, resistance. For non-black witches, we have to acknowledge our privilege and always work to be actively anti-racist, both in our everyday lives and in our practices. Hello, and welcome to Choose a Coven. I'm Andrew. And I'm Alyssa. And today we're talking about the hellscape that has been 2020 so Yay. far. <laughs> <laughs> so, hi, internet. Hi, it's, it's been a time. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> how are you? Um, I'm okay. I have poison ivy. <laughs> but That's... in general, I'm doing okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> how are you doing? <sighs> I'm alive. Um, I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to return with this episode for a few reasons. Um, the first of which is that at the end of 2019, I was like, yes, I am going to dive back into this and, um, keep this project going because I really do love this podcast and it has been really helpful for me. And I put out a few episodes and then 2020 happened. And as everyone knows, <laughs> it is May 29th as we are recording this and the world fucking sucks. Yes. The world has uh, exploded basically. Um, and Uh, it's difficult and we wanted to kind of like both acknowledge that that's a big part of the reason that we have been gone. Mm -hmm. Um, but also because I'm sure or we're sure that there are lots of other people who are struggling to connect with witchcraft, connect with anything other than their couch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) While, um, everything that is currently happening is happening. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So to start off, um, hi, how are you all? (laughs) Um, And uh, I think we do want to kind of acknowledge um, kind of what has been going on with us. So um, for me, 2020 was actually a shit show personally before it became a shit show for everyone um so right at the beginning of january i um had a really bad muscle spasm in my back that made it unbearably painful to move for two days um and then like a week later eddie's father passed away very unexpectedly and that was um that that was you know really complicated um so then once we were kind of were back on our feet from that i got sick which 
was not fun. And all of that meant that I had to take a lot of time off of work, which I really don't like doing. Um, and then I, I had to spend most of the month of February trying to get back on track from all of these things that just kept happening. And then as soon as I felt that I was back on my feet, New York went into shelter in place as a response to um, the COVID-19 pandemic. And while all of this has been going on, I've been trying to work. And until yesterday, I was trying to complete a master's degree, um, but I just finished that. So <laughs> Yes. Um, so that has consumed a lot of my time and energy. And while I had had a bunch of really cool ideas planned that I'm hoping to resurrect, kind of life and my mental health and Eddie's mental health and my physical health kind of, you know, those things have to come first. And so that's kind of where I've been at. So it was planned that I was going to be gone Yes, from the podcast because I was finishing up my senior year of Yay. undergrad. <laughs> um, and I was actually doing like really well. <laughs> um, I had finally kind of hit my stride in college and hadn't had to like had my chronic illness stuff like really under control and was doing really well. And then everything kind of tanked. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So the two weeks before my spring break, I, um, had a tooth abscess. And so I'd have a root canal over my spring break, get back from my spring break. We're all evacuated <laughs> and moved online <laughs> and then just had another root canal, which was unwanted and unneeded. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was evacuated, um, to my girlfriend's family farm where I still am. This is actually where I was last summer when we were doing the podcast and will be here for the foreseeable future. But it's been really hard. Um, it was really hard to have to kind of really unexpectedly just like leave my college mm -hmm. where I've lived and been for four years and is really my home and just leave yeah. with almost no warning. Um, and pack everything up and I didn't get to say goodbye to a lot of people because none of us thought that we were leaving for the last time. Yeah. Cause you, so it no was just a goodbye. temporary like two week thing at first, right? Yeah. Like we were supposed to be back by April. Yeah. And then, um, and then we never came back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so finishing up online school was really, really hard and led to some really bad mental health stuff for me, but it's all finished now. I have my BA, Yay. which very exciting. <laughs> um, and yeah, so now there are two graduates on this yeah. podcast. Very exciting. Eddie, insert some pomp and circumstance and some <laughs> cheering here. But yeah, so it's it's been it's been a rough go for both of us. So where where are we now? I am sheltering in place in my apartment with Eddie, who is my fiance, um, and our guinea pigs, um, and I am teaching from home, and um, I am inside most of the time, both because I am um, considered high risk. I have an autoimmune condition, and I also have asthma, and because our apartment doesn't have like an outside part <laughs> and there's not really anywhere right now where us for us to like really be outside safely 
without triggering my back and knee pain. So we take walks occasionally. We drive around with the windows rolled down occasionally, but uh, for the most part, we're, uh, we're inside. And I saw the moon for the first time like two weeks ago, and I cried. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> I am sheltering in place on a farm in central Pennsylvania. Um, I am working on the farm part-time. Um, if you know anything about farms and agriculture right now, um, it's pretty intense. Um, people like the food supply chain has been broken. And so people really like orders are record right now. Um, there are 800 chickens on this farm, (laughs) um, which like last summer, I think there were like 400. Mm. So it's just production is really high. So I'm actually outside a lot, um, which I'm so lucky for. Um, and so I think that's, I'm having a very unique and different quarantine experience Yeah. because there are 10 people who like live on the farm who I'm in contact with every day and we don't leave, but there's as little as possible, but like that just by the nature of what a farm is, there's more kind of interaction. And I'm writing all the time. Which is great. Which has been really nice. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be doing that soon. Um, more on that in a little bit, though, because I have some <laughs> exciting things that I want to share with everybody and with Andrew at the same time. <laughs> um, uh, so how have we been trying to connect to our witchcraft during this time of crisis and lockdown, shelter-in-place, quarantine, whatever you want to call it? So I think that I've talked about this a lot in our previous episodes, but it's been a while, so I will regurgitate it. My ethos is that witchcraft is the way that we exist in the world. Mm-hmm. Everything you do is witchcraft. Everything, mm-hmm. like, if you're a witch and you breathe, <laughs> witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's been, like, witchcraft is surviving. Witchcraft is resilience. Witchcraft is resistance. And so I think that a lot of the ways that I've been connecting to my witchcraft right now is just by surviving. Um, and by having the resilience to survive in this painful and uncertain time as someone who has struggled throughout their life with a lot of mental illness. And part of how my mental illness has functioned is not having certainty, is not mm-hmm. being able to trust kind of my own perceptions of the world this has been really triggering and like this has been hard Mm -hmm. and a lot of the ways that I have been connecting to my witchcraft is just like trusting myself and how I view the world Mm. and trusting that we'll get through it we being me and my body (laughs) (laughs) but Um, also the world at large (laughs) but also the world hopefully (laughs) I mean I've been working on a farm and it's really really hard to not feel connected to something higher than yourself with your hands in the dirt Although I will also say, like, just sitting in the grass and having a sheep come and, like, sit in your lap, that's just, like, that's I keep having these... magic in and of itself. That's magic. It's <laughs> literally, like, I've been having these moments where Rufus, the weather, who is massive, he's so big, mm. and he will just come and stand with his hooves in my lap and just press his head to my head. And we just, like, have our foreheads against each other. 
I do. Um, I don't know if you still do this. If you don't, you should. Um, on Twitter for a little while, Andrew was tweeting um, images from quarantine on the farm using the hashtag mm-hmm. farm quarantine. Um, I strongly encourage that you check that out because it's uh, adorable. <laughs> it's really fun. I haven't been tagging them as well lately, but I should continue. Yeah. Um, but in general, my Twitter is just filled with farm pictures. Yeah. Um, so definitely check that out, especially if you, like me, are stuck inside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have been sending Alyssa <laughs> videos of the creek <laughs> because I have access to it. So I just go down and I film it and I send it to her. <laughs> and it's, it's, your intuition is so, it's uncanny. I'm not going to lie. It really is. <laughs> I was trying to find I was trying to find a better word because I really don't like that word but it's it's the word that I have. It's so uncanny. Like I will be having a rough go of things and like not wanting to burden you with it just because I feel like 90% of the time when I t- like talk to people nowadays it's like I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad week. I'm having a bad, you know, whatever. And um <laughs> like just Every so often, like, out of nowhere, you'll just send me, like, a video of the creek, and you'll, I'll be like, I really needed that. And you'll just say, I thought you might. And I'd be like, how? <laughs> how did you know? Um, but a lot of times, too, like, if I'm, like, in a spiral and I text Andrew, they'll just, like, send me, um, like, before responding to anything, they send me a, pic- a video or a picture of the creek, um, and I don't know if you actually do, but I've been joking that you have just, like, a folder of these on your phone <laughs> called, like, For Alyssa Emergencies. <laughs> I basically, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. I really hope that you have similar things for other people in your life and that it's not just me. <laughs> I just know there are certain people in my life that I just know exactly what they need in a crisis. And like, like the very first thing that they need. Yeah. And for some people, it's just a text that's like, you're doing your best. You're going through this. Like, I'm so proud of you. And you need the creek first. Like, first and foremost, you need to remind yourself that you're connected to something higher than yourself. Yeah. That you have the water, that the water is with you. And once you've got that, then you can, like, talk about the shit. <laughs> yeah, and I think, too... Um just kind of reminding myself that there is a world that still exists outside of all of this because um I I don't know uh some some of you folks listening don't know I live in the Bronx New York which is um you know New York City has been one of the epicenters of the pandemic and it's been um even sheltering in place it's been really difficult being here um you know earlier I mean it's calmed down but there's a a fire station that's a few blocks from my apartment and the sirens uh, for a while were constant. Um, at first I was like, you know what, I'm not home all the time normally. Maybe this is normal. But then I was like, no, it's not. No. And then we we went for a drive because I was getting cooped up. This was after two weeks. And we happened to drive past that fire station and there were no fire trucks there. There were six ambulances. Um <laughs> And there's a hospital that's a further down that block, but when Eddie saw how I reacted to the fire station, he made, like, a hard turn. It was like, we're not driving down that way. 
um, just because, you know. Um, and as a teacher, too, like, you know, I have students who've lost family members, um, co-workers who've lost family members, and, yeah, being in New York right now is really difficult, um, you know, post-apocalyptic, terrifying, not fun. <laughs> so kind of remembering that there is a world outside all of this where there are places where things are okay and things are peaceful yeah. and it doesn't feel like the end of the world is really helpful. Yeah. The creek is waiting. Yeah. The water is still... Like, that reminder for me has been so helpful of, like, the world is burning down in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it's so scary and it's so intense and all these things. And, you know, I am very critical of all those posts that are like, nature's returning to normal. Humans are the disease. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very critical of those posts. And just like seeing that the creek is still flowing and there's still fish and the plants are still growing and the chickens are still fucking annoying. <laughs> like the, the world is still going and yeah. um, that's relieving. It's a relief that yeah. nature actually, still exists. Yeah, I actually haven't told you this, but I've been engaging in a little bit of plant magic. Um, I am fortunate Yay. enough that there is a tree growing outside of my um, window. I'm on the third floor of my apartment building, and so there's a tree right outside my window. And, um, you know, we started all of this in early March, and it's been a great comfort to me watching the leaves grow on the tree um and that's been like a really like centering and grounding thing for me and also watching the um the birds like more and more birds over time have been like you know coming and chilling um <laughs> <laughs> on the tree and eddie and i one of the first things that we try and do in the morning is open up the blinds you know to just kind of like let in some sunlight, because, um, again, stuck inside all day. <laughs> um, but, um, so it's been really nice, you know, while I'm, like, you know, sitting on my computer and working, to just kind of, like, look out the window and see, you know, the squirrel chilling on the fire escape and the birds on the trees and noticing how the trees have been, you know, blooming and stuff like that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but for me, it has been really hard, um... Being stuck inside as someone who is a sea witch and someone with a very deep connection to the moon fucking sucks. Um, yeah. As I mentioned earlier, um, Eddie and I go out for drives every so often um, just to get out and, you know, see again, see that the world still exists and is not literally on fire. Um, and one time we decided, eh, we don't feel like cooking. Let's, let's go to Wendy's because the drive throughs are still running. <laughs> and um, so we went, and it was, you know, it was late, so when we got out of the car, I looked up, just, is just something that I've always done since I was young, I always look up at the sky whenever I get out of the car to see the stars or the clouds or the moon or whatever's there. Um, and the moon was shining through, and I started crying, and Eddie was like, are you okay, what's wrong? And I'm like, she's still there. 
she's she's still there for me and like I just stood there for a minute and I'm pretty sure there was like a dude like walking his dog across the street who thought I was a crazy person I don't give a fuck but you know um it, it has been really hard because the two things that I like connect the most to I haven't really had a lot of contact with um especially because like when I was going to work every day um the moon is still up when I go to work in the morning because I get to work obscenely early so that I can get some stuff done before everyone shows up and mm -hmm. like I would use that time at the bus stop or like walking from you know the train to my the building where I work to just check in with the moon you know and I haven't been able to do that which is not fun um but I've, I've been going through phases um you know um, there was, there was a point in time where, like, I even could, cause, you know, I do try and, you know, do this kind of, like, witchcraft is how we exist in the world thing that Andrew has been trying to sell to me for a while, and I, I do believe it, so it's not really that you're trying to sell it to me, it's just that you're trying to remind me of it. Yes. Um, but it is something that's very difficult for me, um, and, like, I was just feeling very emotionally blocked off, and... I mean, I was very overwhelmed and my anxiety was through the roof and things were bad and I was worried about my family um, because uh, about half of my family is um, in the high-risk category in one way or another um, and I am apart from them right now. So, uh, you know, there was just a lot of stress and a lot of fear and a lot of everything and um, also just like the frantically trying to like completely change the way that I teach <laughs> in two weeks time was really really not fun um but so I've had a really hard time connecting to that and um I've gone through a couple of different phases now of like trying to reconnect you know it's been a lot of like crystals and candles and tarot and finally getting back into some like shower magic and reading mm -hmm. witchy books and using music and yoga um, yoga is something that's been kind of new to my witchy practices. Um, I've done yoga for a while. It's just kind of like one of the ways of like moving my body that feels good. I'm not much of a runner <laughs> or like anything like that. Yoga has just always been my go-to, like dancing and yoga. Um, and there's just really not a lot of space in my apartment for dancing. <laughs> um, nope. For like that kind of like free unfettered movement that I need from dancing. Um but I do have space to do yoga and it's the closest to energy work that I'm ever able to do. Where like I'm very present in the moment and in tune to my breath and like in tune, like in tune to like the feelings in every part of my body. And I can feel like the physical sensations and the energy and that is really good. Um, not great at keeping up a consistent practice because I'm not great at keeping up consistent anything. Um, <laughs> but that, that's also been really helpful for me in terms of like how I've been trying to connect to, um, my witchcraft. Um, and then I also, um, made a new witchy playlist. It's my sea witch playlist, <laughs> which, um, is so great. Um, <laughs> it's like exclusively what I've been listening to recently. It's like a bunch of like Florence and the Machine and nice. Hozier and, um, Two songs from Moana. 
All right. And I'm sure you know which two it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's How Far I'll Go, and then um, I think it's called The Song of the Ancestors. It's the I am the girl who loves her island. That song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love them, and they have so much magical water energy in them. Like, it's hard not to. Um, mm-hmm. And a couple of other songs um, that really speak to me, and that has been really great. Um, I put that on whenever I, like need to just chill the fuck out for a minute um and then i'm in the beginning process of like beginning to dabble in making my own like magical candles um (laughs) i texted andrew the other day because again i'm not great with the herbs and the plant magic so i was like hypothetically (laughs) if one were to consider making one's own magical candles and something scenting them with dried herbs which herbs should one invest in (laughs) very very you know hypothetically but it was helpful and i also bought a book because that's who i am um, about it, which I haven't read yet, so I'm, maybe we'll do an episode on that. But also, in addition to sending me pictures of fruit and videos of the creek, I have the best friend in the entire world who, and I don't know where they found this, how they found this, but someone named Andrew <laughs> found on like Etsy or something a jewelry maker who makes jewelry with seashells that happen to be from my favorite place on the fucking planet (laughs) (laughs) and bought me one of them with a very sweet note that i do not have so i can't quote it exactly but that made me cry and was like this is to remind you that ocean city is always waiting for you and that the water is always there for you and i burst into tears like just eddie was like are you okay i've been doing that a lot (laughs) just bursting into tears to be fair i have been watching um avatar the last airbender and season five of buffy and so you're emotionally compromised yeah so if, if if anyone listening knows anything about either of those two things like the entire series avatar the last airbender is just emotionally compromising and then season five of buffy the vampire slayer contains season five episode 16 and anyone who knows (laughs) what i'm talking about knows what i'm talking about it's the most it's the best episode of television ever made and also the saddest episode of television ever made and i watched that yesterday (laughs) (laughs) there have been a lot of emotions uh going on in the Alyssa of it all (laughs) um but uh, yeah, so that is also something that I have done. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been difficult, but I'm, I'm trying to find ways. And I'm also, uh, since, since I wrote this, you know, planning document, I didn't update it. I'm teaching a friend of mine tarot. Um, That's so exciting. It's really exciting because she loves it. And it's also, it's helping me familiarize myself with some stuff better because like, as she's asking, like she'll give me her interpretation and then like, she'll ask me for my opinion. And I'm like, you want to know my opinion? (laughs) You, 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 you care about my opinion. You trust my opinion. (laughs) And so that's, um, that's been special and that's been nice. Um, I bought her the, um, this might hurt tarot deck. Oh my gosh. It's great. It's such a good deck. Um, so, so I bought good. that for her to get her started because I 
think it's a really good learning deck. I'm really, okay, quick tangent. Go ahead. I'm really excited because the Cracked Amethyst, um, who did the Botanical deck, mm-hmm. um, is coming out with another deck. Oh, God. And it's um, an Oracle deck called oh, okay, the Phenomena Oracle, and it's all weather phenomena. And I'm really excited about it. And she's still working on it, but I'm very rarely tempted to buy decks. Um, I mean, I'm tempted a lot, but I'm rarely tempted enough that I'll actually buy them because I, you know, don't have that much money and I, I, yeah, I guilt myself because I don't read tarot enough that I just don't get decks. But anyway, I want this Oracle deck get it <laughs> it's so cool especially the reason i wanted to that is my like freshman year when i was getting really into tarot i had this idea i was like i want to make an oracle deck that's all weather events mm. and then i never did and now and so someone I'm, you love is doing it exactly <laughs> yeah that's exciting that's really cool i gotta look that up later i tried googling it quickly but um when i just did a google search it was all like science papers um yeah she might not even have it up on her website maybe i'll check instagram later certainly on her instagram Mm -hmm. um you know i'm really excited because the star seeker tarot should be shipping soon which um i kickstarted back in november and um was supposed to come out in april was like the original timeline but then coronavirus yeah (laughs) um delayed like everything and so that that should be shipping out soon and i'm really really excited because i really love that deck oh something else magical that happened (laughs) since we last recorded this i got a witchy tattoo (laughs) yeah on my arm i got the queen of cups tattooed on my arm and anyone who knows me is going yeah yep (laughs) Um, but I did. I got the um, Modern Witch Tarot um, version of the Queen of Cups tattooed on my arm. Literally um, so cool. It is. It's so cool. Um, and it was really awesome because I had chosen an artist because I love her work. It's MJ Tattooing on Instagram. Um, I love her work. And I'd, I'd wanted to get something done by her. And I was just it was just like one of those things where I was like, yeah, I'm going to see if MJ can do this tattoo. And I mm-hmm. get to the shop and I'm doing the consult and the like receptionist and like the apprentice are like, you picked the right artist. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, she reads tarot. And I'm like, are you serious? That's um, so cool. And like, it was just this like, you know, like confluence of events that was like, so like, I didn't plan it. I didn't know. But then, you know, like it worked out so well and, um, I really like it. Um, <laughs> And it's a nice reminder, you know, so that, that also happened. <laughs> <laughs> I actually also just got a tattoo, um, like two months ago. Yeah. Well, wasn't it three months ago? It was in you March. You got yours like the week before mine, right? Or did you get another one? I might've gotten another one. I don't, I got it. I don't actually remember. I know I got it before spring break. Were you talking about the snail friend? My snail friend. That was in January. It was in January. No, it, it wasn't. was. Beca- no, because it was in January. 
Uh, because it was it like early, late January, early February. It was yeah because mine I got mine on the first on February first, and my consult and was the week before that, and you got yours the day of my consult. Yeah, well, <laughs> time is a lot. <laughs> yes. Um, I was li- I was I'm admiring it right now, and I was like, this looks older than a month ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. Also, March isn't a month ago. Time is a lie. <laughs> time is um, a lie. Um, but anyway, I got a snail on a leaf on my arm, on my forearm. Um, and I love, I literally, I love it so much. <laughs> it was, um, an oak leaf. And I, hmm? I think it's an oak leaf. Um, I'm going to be really embarrassed if I said it was an oak leaf and it's not an oak leaf. I'm going to tell you. But, <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, it just makes it is an ugly. Um, I what an ugly looks like. Um, I don't know. It makes me feel so connected to my witchcraft, and I ward it every morning. And I keep getting this feeling that like the snail is protecting me, and I just Aww. love it. That's great. I really love that. Yeah. And it's so, so all of my other tattoos are on the insides of my arms. Mm-hmm. And this is the only tattoo that I have that's on the outside. And there's something about that for me that's just like very protecting. Yeah. But We're going anyway, to have to do a whole episode about tattoos, aren't we? Yeah, we, <laughs> we have to. Yeah. Um, we should probably get back if, on topic now, though. Yeah. <laughs> so... We're all having kind of a tougher time. What suggestions do we have for anyone who's been having a difficult time connecting with their witchcraft? Um, it sounds so silly, but my first suggestion is genuinely video games. Um, <laughs> which, like, I know that, like, <laughs> we're all, though. like, connecting to nature and all of that. And, like, you know, video games, it's just another thing on a screen. But honestly, um, there's just a couple of games that have been really helpful to me during all of this. Um, the Sims four, <laughs> um, has two expansion pack or has two packs. Um, one is an expansion. One is a game pack, um, that have been really great for me. The first one, the more obvious one is the Sims four realm of magic, which is a game pack that came out last September that added witchcraft into the game. <laughs> <laughs> spell casting It's called spell casting, but you're a witch. Um, that's and so cool. you can, like, grow, like, magical herbs and make potions and do spells. And I may or may not have downloaded a mod that puts tarot cards in the game. Um, <laughs> like, it's awesome. And, like, there's, like, a whole, like, magical... There's a thing called, like, the Magic Realm. And, like, you go there and there's, like, a diagonally-style, like, shopping district. And Ooh. it's cool. It's really cool. Um, and they also, this is, you know, Sea Witch specific, they also have an expansion pack that came out last year called Island Living, which has mermaids. So good. <laughs> and it's really great. Um, and it's also, you know, it's like on an island and there's like a conservationist career with that. So you can like work to improve the island and stuff like that. And it's really great. And so I've been using those two kind of like as the primary way that I'm playing the game. That and Tiny Living, a tiny house, exp- uh, a tiny house pack came out. Um, a few months ago so <laughs> nice. I use those three the most and um, I'm very excited because ladders are coming to the game next week <laughs> I 
Actually, they'll be out by the time this comes out. They'll be out. <laughs> Ladders will be in the game. Which, if you play The Sims 4, if you're a part of The Sims 4 community, you know how big of a deal it is that they're finally adding ladders to the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and then the other Nerd. the other game that's been really great is the game that everyone and their fucking mother has been playing, which is Animal Thanks. Crossing. Um, which, um, A, is great because it's, like, small, meaningful, like, small tasks that are, like, achievable, and... You know, so I've been trying to turn my house in Animal Crossing into, like, Sea Witch Dream House. Um, and then also, you know, just spending all of my time avoiding responsibility and planning out the rest of my island. There are spreadsheets involved. Oh, um, my gosh. <laughs> um, and then I also, I spent some time playing Skyrim as a mage, but following a story and doing, like, fights and stuff like that just got to be a little much a little overwhelming so I've, I've put that down for now but um my nintendo switch has been my 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 nearest and dearest companion recently um but then something else that I, I had to talk to a lot of people to kind of come to this but also remembering that it's okay if you aren't as connected to your craft as you might have been at another point in time everyone's practice ebbs and flows that's that's a normal part of really anything like you know i, I you know, in doing my master's, I've been talking a lot about reading because, you know, English teacher and like talking about how like, you know, someone's reading life ebbs and flows or someone's like writing. Everything mm -hmm. kind of goes through these cycles of like when you've got it and you're like on a flow, when you're like just in it and really, really going well. And then times when you, you aren't in it as much. And it's totally okay if you're kind of taking a step back from that for whatever reason, um, whether you need to because you're in survival mode or whether you just aren't feeling it um whatever it is it's it's normal and it it's you know it's okay um mm -hmm. and then something that i've been reminding myself because i was feeling guilty about not doing witchcraft and something that i think that i first learned this on the fat feminist witch but it's it's really important to remember that if you're doing something because you feel like you have to and not because you want to it loses some of its magic anyway so trying to force it for me made things worse um, mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I let go a little bit that I was able to kind of like find my way back so kind of remembering like you don't have to force it just mm -hmm. let it go and it will come back it's like a freaking boomerang <laughs> <laughs> again to reference Avatar the Lester Bender that's also been helpful for me because water bending but so if you're connected to an element in some way Avatar mm -hmm. <laughs> um, even if you're not Avatar, Avatar, it's on Netflix now. It's a miracle. Go watch it. Even if you've seen it before, go watch it. <laughs> um, and then, um, I know for me personally, and I know that this, this isn't the case for everyone. If I want to reconnect to anything really, um, I try and learn more about it. Um, and for me, that tends to be in the form of books, um, so recently I've been revisiting Sea Magic by Sandra Kynes, which is, um, if anyone is even interested in sea witchcraft, I really, really recommend this book. It's a great reference for sea witches or anyone who wants to work with the sea in their craft. I really love it. Um, and it's also been really helpful to be, to revisit it at this point in time for me. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's helping me redefine my craft. It's giving me... Okay, it's not helping me redefine it. It's given me the language 
to define mm. my craft in some ways. Um, and to articulate that like really powerful connection that I have to both the moon and to the sea and the connections therein. Um, so that's been great. Um, and then also, <laughs> uh, the other book that I have been turning to a lot recently is The Magical Writing Grimoire by Lisa Marie Basile. So which, good. If you don't know about Lisa Marie Basile, go look her up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to include some links about her in the description. Um, and probably her Twitter, I'll probably link to Luna Luna Magazine, which is her magazine. Some of her poetry probably I'll link to, but she is a poet and a witch. And um, she's awesome. <laughs> um, and she recently released the magical writing grimoire, which is all about using um, words as the tool through which you manifest magic and through which you do your magic. And she calls it wordcraft. And I, it's a great book. <laughs> it's a great book. I actually, um, when I was reading the introduction to it, as I was reading it, I was like, Andrew needs this book. And then I bought it and I shipped it to you. <laughs> um, because it's, it's, so, it's, it's so good. I mean, yeah. in the beginning of it, she talks about how it's often uncomfortable to step into words written by other people, mm-hmm. um, especially a lot of witchcraft and like neo pagan and like occultist books are written by like old white cis racist people <laughs> and and even though there are sometimes things to be gleaned from them a lot of the time there's not and it, it's just uncomfortable and I hate mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, so, and it, that has turned me off from even trying to read books about witch, witchcraft mm-hmm. because I get so frustrated and so when I opened that and that was like in the introduction I was like wow <laughs> This is for me. Yep. Um, no, it's it's great, but I, I don't want to say too, too much because um, I do think that this is the kind of book that warrants an episode in and of itself. Um, mm-hmm. Or at the very least, we're going to do an episode about the magical writing grimoire in tandem with another book that I really recommend for right now, which is Light Magic for Dark Times, which is also by Lisa Marie Basile. And I mean, I'm just going to say the title, Presented Without Comment. <laughs> <laughs> for the current moment um i I was paging through it looking for something specific the other day and if you follow me on instagram you know this i was looking for something specific and as i was paging through i was like fuck i should do that i should do that i should do that just because everything was relevant to my life and my experiences right now and i was like i need all of this i need this whole book right now (laughs) checks out um what i have been taking to heart and what I invite other folks to do right now is just remember that you are a witch. Everything that you do is powerful and it is magic and you're surviving and that in and of itself is resilient and beautiful and powerful. Um, And remember why. Like we all get into witchcraft for one reason or another and I think a lot of times, at least for me, the reason that I'm drawn to witchcraft is to find a sense of my connection to the world. And right now, the world is hurting. And so it's reasonable for me to be hurting. And it's reasonable for that connection to feel difficult and hard to access. Because we're all suffering 
Um, mm. And I am definitely an empath, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of grief right now that I occasionally, like Alyssa has talked about, just spontaneously crying. Like, I am on testosterone, so I actually cry a lot less <laughs> than I really need to. But sometimes I just get hit with these, like, waves of grief that I can kind of tell, like, this isn't mine. Like, I, this isn't necessarily my grief. This is the grief of existing right now. Um, and kind of watching that um, in DBT therapy, <laughs> mm-hmm. there, there's a whole tenet that's about observing your emotions. And I think that that observation is a part of witchcraft it's like noticing where are you like Mm -hmm. am i sad or am i surviving during a global pandemic (laughs) Mm -hmm. um am i disconnected from my witchcraft or are all of my senses overstimulated and i can't connect to anything right now Mm -hmm. like i think it's different to say i'm disconnected and more my ability to connect is overloaded right now yeah and separating that and then forgiving yourself um and giving yourself permission to have life suck (laughs) and to just keep going um i um have been reading a lot i've been writing a lot um i just graduated with a ba in creative writing and so writing is something that i love a lot and i have like, I've been writing a ton, like, way more than I have for mm-hmm. a long time. And I, and that, even though it's not nonfiction, it, like, it is fiction, it is not about witchcraft. But the act of it is me embodying my power, is me doing the thing that I love. And like Alyssa said before, it's like, you're doing the thing that you love. Like, that, that's witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And... I think right now when we're all in this constant drain of it, like everything is being drained out of us like all the time, um, see where your energy wants you to go. Mm -hmm. Like, is that video games? Is that writing? Is that sleeping? (laughs) Is that cooking? Um, Is that FaceTiming your loved ones? Mm -hmm. Um, And like, don't resist that. Yeah. Just like, go to the passive path of least resistance like see where your energy needs you to go um i uh yeah it's hard and i think that we're gonna get through it and our bodies are enduring so much right now yeah um and it sucks (laughs) but but we're gonna get through it um Mm -hmm. The solstice is coming up in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is a really important time to honor. And, like, if you've been feeling kind of unconnected, plan at least a thing. Yeah. Like, a, a thing. It doesn't matter if that's, like, when you shower in the morning, hop in the shower and be like, it's solstice. Happy solstice self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, I, like, um, have a whole thing. Definitely. And I find... This might just be me, but I find that on, like, solstices and on, like, cross-quarter days, my energy and my, like, desire to do something witchy is, like, heightened. Mm-hmm. Like It's different. 
it's so funny. I was like doing like at the beginning of May, I was like really into certain which like witchy stuff and like. I forget what exactly it was that I was doing. And then suddenly I got a text, Happy Beltane. And I was like, oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then so not only that, but then the full moon was like, that was, let's say that was Monday. The full moon was that Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this explains a lot. Um, like, ah, yes. Yeah. And I will say too that um, I, I find a lot of times, like sometimes like this new moon, I felt like there was stuff I wanted to do. So, like, even if you plan something, be kind to yourself if you do not have it in you to do that because self-care is also witchcraft. Yep. Um, in, cl- in fact, there's a whole book about that <laughs> called The, Ma- the Witch's Guide to Self-Care, um, <laughs> which is also really great and I highly recommend. Um, I use the recipe for um, bath salts from that all of the time to um, enhance my baths <laughs> um, for magical purposes. Um, but... Um, yeah. Um, I, also be kind to yourself if you, like, get, you make a plan and you get to the day and you can only do, like, a quarter of that, do that. Like, one thing that you can do because shit's cray. <laughs> the solstice in particular I'm really excited for and we're going to be doing, and our next episode is going to be about the solstice, so we'll talk about that more then. But the solstice is actually my uh, top surgery anniversary. Ooh! I was that had top surgery on the solstice, which is a really intense day to have that. So every June 21st, that is also my anniversary. And so it is extra emotional for me. Yeah. And so I'm very excited for that to be coming up. But yeah, I mean, just kind of notice what's going on. And like, those are extra opportunities to be connected and to care about yourself and i will also say a great way to reconnect to your witchcraft connect to your witchcraft check in on the people you care about yeah witchcraft is about for for me i don't know for everyone Mm -hmm. but for me witchcraft is about being connected to the world and take care of your energy reserve your energy and check in on the people you care about Mm -hmm. even if that's just like a hi i miss you Mm-hmm. That's all I can emotionally invest in you right now, but I love you. Yeah. Um, and when I was at school, I wasn't good about texting. I was not good. I'm still, it's really hard for me. Um, Alyssa knows this. I'm really bad at texting. <laughs> Trying I get not really to laugh overwhelmed. Too, too much, but yeah. I get really overwhelmed and then, like, I respond when I need to respond, but I... most of the time people can text me multiple times and then at the end of that I'll be like hello here's my response to all of your texts yeah it sucks too because I'm such a stream of consciousness texter so like I'll text you something and then like two minutes later I'll be like I need to add this (laughs) so then there's like in the span of like five minutes like 10 messages and I'm like I'm a monster and I'm sorry (laughs) and I don't respond for like six hours (laughs) and I'm like well to point a and point b (laughs) I tend to just assume that you're, like, doing farm stuff or whatever. Yeah, which is super helpful. Like, there are definitely people in my life who get very frustrated with me for not replying right away. And my response to that is, I respond at my capacity for response. Yeah. And texting, very stressful for me. Mm -hmm. And I know that I need to be connected and care about and, like, and show care to the people in my life. And that's not necessarily going to be on a very 
like swift timeline. Yeah. So I don't know, even as I'm saying this, like do the things that connect you to the people you care about mm-hmm. and acknowledge that it's probably going to be messy and it's go- not mm-hmm. going to be perfect because we're all under a lot of stress, which means that the darker parts, our shadow selves are more present and like everything that like everything is heightened when we're in stressful situations. And mm-hmm. so like, forgive ourselves, forgive the people in our life. I think be really gracious and forgiving to people who are being assholes in your life right now, who you love, mm-hmm. because you're probably also being an asshole. Yeah. And also with connecting, I feel like when all of this started, everyone went, everyone went on like a frenzy of like, you know, mm-hmm. Zoom hangout with friends this day, this, that, the other thing. It doesn't need to be that. No. And that can be really overwhelming. And, like, those gatherings are fun, I will say. But, like, it doesn't have to be, like, a, you know, a whole crazy thing. It can be, like, a text of, like, hey, thinking of you with, like, a heart emoji. Or it could just be that heart emoji. I've just sent heart emojis to people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because that, like- and they understand that's all I have the capacity for. Where, like, yeah. Like, if you're an introvert acknowledge that a zoom call takes your social energy Mm -hmm. like it's exhausting i honestly like i'm not a particularly social person in general and like the idea of going to many people on a call like hangouts deeply Mm -hmm. stressful for me like very very stressful and i do it and i care and i like show up but I do it when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I acknowledge that my energy is, that's going to be draining. And so then I like plan ahead of time. But don't think that just because it's distance, that it's not taxing. Because it's so taxing. It's more taxing. Mm-hmm. We know that, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before. But we know that because of our brains, like the reason you pace when you're on the phone is because your body is searching for the person you talk you're talking to mm-hmm. because your body's like where where's Alyssa? i hear her voice <laughs> she should be in front of me and so you're trying to find the person you're talking to mm-hmm. and so when we're looking at people on our screen your body's like oh so they're with me they're they're here Mm-hmm. And then you have to go through that grief process. Like, no, they're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know. I think it's, we have to be so generous to ourselves. Uh-huh. Even though we've been doing this now for two months. Keep longer than that. Almost three months. Yeah. Keep being generous. Keep mm-hmm. being kind to yourself. Like, kindness is witchcraft. Like, yeah. radical kindness. Radical love. Radical mm-hmm. forgiveness where when it is deserved be nice to yourself it really sucks right now (laughs) yeah it does the world sucks yeah so the solstice is going to be a really great time to check in with yourself and reconnect and so keep an eye out for our episode coming up in a few weeks and that's about it yeah um our goal is going to be to do fortnightly releases um so every other week um, again, allowing space for us to have our own stuff going on and 
maybe needing to alter that. I do have two episodes um, that we recorded way back, like a year ago, that um, Eddie is going to edit sometime soon, and we're going to see what we're able to do with that, and we may be releasing those on our off weeks as kind of like bonuses, um, Mm -hmm. just to kind of get back into momentum, or if we need to take a week off, we might keep those in our back pocket. Um, But um, yeah, I'm really excited. We've got some cool stuff coming up. Um, that we're talking about and that we're planning i guess uh stay stay tuned um and all of that because there's some cool stuff um there's some cool stuff coming in the near future yeah all right so that's about it for this episode uh thank you so much for listening um you can find us you can find choose a coven on twitter and instagram at choose a coven pod and you can email us at choose a coven pod at gmail.com If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And please share this podcast with other humans and animals and plants and trees specifically. (laughs) I'm Alyssa, and you can find me on Instagram at seewitchinthecity, and that's S-E-A, witch. I'm Andrew, and you can find me on Twitter at LAndrewH98. Choose a Coven is edited by Edward Ryan. Our cover art is by Karen Amador, who you can find on Instagram at Elador. And our theme music is by Peter Lalush, who you can find as A-K-L-F on Bandcamp. Until next time. Say hi to your favorite tree. And say hi to your favorite beach. Bye. Bye.